Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Broadcasting from a secret location high above the earth. Four do-gooders doing their best good to shine a bright light on the most popular and unpopular comic book heroes and villains. So sit down, shut up, strap in, and tune your ears and open your brain for Inside Club Comica! What's up, Super Butts? Welcome to this week's episode of Encyclocomica, the show where we do the deep dive on the super guys and gals and pencil people and uh, purses of the night. Purses of the night? Purses, yeah. Yeah, you know, like a night purse. You ever hear a night nurse, right? That's a comic character. Yeah. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. This is night purse. Okay. Carry, carries all your nighttime needs. All right. All right. Yeah. Sounds a little dirty. I'm into it. Uh, I mean, it can be. Can. That's how I'm imagining it. <laughs> yep. Uh, you're a lady. I am. Do you have a purse? I do. Wow. You're such a, <laughs> you're such a stereotype. <laughs> I know. I really am. Especially because I have like, so I know this doesn't happen for guys, but girls, we have car chapstick purse chapstick all right (laughs) like nightstand chapstick there's also purse advil tylenol car advil tylenol desk nightstand (laughs) advil tylenol like all the necessities are always wherever we need them and i had a terrible headache today at work and i did not have my purse tylenol and i was so upset because there wasn't any in the office and i work in a doctor's office (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to pay a uh, big aspirin the money to no. keep those on hand. No, I guess not. So uh, night, night purse, I would assume, would carry those things as well as maybe some condoms just in case because you never know what happens at night. Maybe like a nip true. or two. Um, mints. Some mints? Mints, yeah. Always got to be fresh. Yeah, got to freshen up, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't cared about my breath in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Even with those new fancy teeth? Uh no, I, I mean I probably should more, right? But um no, everything's been fine, I think. And uh you know what? If I got stinky breath, I'll just go in the bathroom and wash my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um what happened? Oh, I was talking to Logan, uh host of Lost Legends Tales of Thern, another great show on the Make Fun Network. And oh, we were talking about something something dental related and then i just sent them a picture of me holding like my hand with my teeth in it <laughs> and i was like i was like well uh you could always solve your problem by just getting fake teeth like me and i sent it and he was just like i don't know how to respond to this <laughs> uh chinmo how many fake teeth do you have i think i'm on like 12 right now really maybe maybe look no no i got no, no fake teeth oh I was gonna I, say we could be uh, uh, tooth twins. Yeah, no, I got I got real ones. I, I had a weird thing when I was younger though. Like you know, you you're younger, you lose a tooth, one comes in. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally all of my front teeth, I lost one, and then two would come in. It's like a shark. <laughs> okay, weird. Yeah, I've had like over like fifteen teeth pulled in my life just for Jesus extra Christ. teeth. Yeah, it's crazy. Jesus. Yep. Ugh. Well, um, I didn't have fake ones. I just had too many real ones. Oh, I see. You yeah. have an abundance of teeth. Yeah. Exactly. Meanwhile, people like me got to pay for them. 
I have six fake teeth. Six? Six. Hey, uh, fun butts. On uh, Make Fun Network, go to facebook.com slash makefunnetwork. Let us know how many fake teeth you have. I wonder who has the most. It's got to be me. I have a whole fucking row. Yeah, I would say it's you. You're king fake teeth. King fake teeth. Let me know if you have more fake teeth than me. And then tell me what you do for work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you guys seen a picture of a baby's skull? Like... Can't say that I have. With all their teeth? No. Why? It's so fucking creepy. Baby skull with teeth? Is that what I would Google? Like a baby skull x-ray. Oh, okay. Baby skull x-ray. Let's see. It looks like an alien almost. Oh, that's odd. Well, because you can see, or like a child skull x-ray, because you can see all the teeth they have, and then you can see the adult teeth inside the skull underneath them. Wait a minute. Is that how that works? Yeah, look. What? Yeah, so this is their teeth that they have. Yeah. And then these are the teeth that are in the gums above waiting to grow in when these fall out. So you're born with all the teeth you're going to have. Is that true? Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. Hold on. I have a daughter. Let me go rip her mouth open. (laughs) (laughs) Say, hey, give me those teeth. Uh, That's crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Yeah. You're born with all the teeth you're going to have. And then girls are born with all the eggs we're ever going to have. Really? Yep. Interesting. Hmm. So none of that stuff gets produced? Nope. It's already just there. Hmm. Huh. Are the eggs like uh, like like roe? Like fish eggs? Like a, just a bunch of them? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, is this the type of content people looking for a comic book show are looking to hear? Absolutely. I hope so. I mean... I mean, to be fair, this is a comic book show on the Make Fun Network. That is so, true. So, like, all bets are off. That's, that's, that's true. I think probably you know any, what you get into. Right. We're any, educating them. Any show we're a part of, regardless of the premise of the show, there's like a, a, like a 70-30 chance we barely touch upon the advertised subject matter. <laughs> yeah. Ten minutes up top are just nonsense always. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, anybody, it's anybody's guess what happens in the first few minutes. Yeah. That's right. So, but I did not know that about teeth. That's insane. Yeah. Isn't that wild? <sighs> I feel like my whole world just got flipped uh, upside down. <laughs> I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there and tell you all about my teeth and how I have no hair. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, this uh, Chinmo, what's new with you? How how was your week? Anything crazy happen? No, not crazy. I was supposed to be working this week, and then my work schedule got flipped around. So here I am. It got flipped upside down. Let it me did. take a minute, just sit right there, and tell you all about Chinmo. He also has no hair. <laughs> it fits so well. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, nothing crazy this week. All right. So we got like an extra week off. Yeah. It turned I was supposed to have next week instead of this this week. So I just been kind of getting ready around the house doing a bunch of that fun stuff and reorganizing the comic collection you know keep myself busy since chinmo is chinmo has joined the show i have yet to hear of him ever working so as until he works <laughs> i think he's just a deadbeat <laughs> it's the life of the of an educator in the summer there you yeah, go right? also too many teachers on this show uh, anything like we had jeff right jeff burnoff he's a teacher yep. yeah jeff's mm-hmm. teacher yeah yeah and that's it 
<laughs> too, too many teachers. That's right. Uh, Kat, how's your week? Fine. Um, unlike ch- unlike Chinmo, I'm uh, in corporate America, so I got to work right now. And um, it's long and boring. Mm-hmm, long mm-hmm. and boring days. I'm doing, I'm only a part-time therapist at the moment because I still have to be licensed. So I have to earn my hours to graduate. Um, so I do therapy half of the week and then the other half of the week I work in a doctor's office and it is fine, but it's very boring. Huh. You know what's wild is the license hour requirement for like barbers and cosmetologists in the state of Massachusetts. It's great. It's very high. Uh, it's gone. It's oh, gone. Right. Yeah. They, really? they, they just took it. They just took it away because of COVID. Wow. So mm-hmm. I would very much warn people going to get their hair done <laughs> or the services done that there's a, if, if you have a very young person doing it, there's a good chance they, the normal licensure process did not occur. And you know what? Best of luck to you. Oh, is it gone no. permanently or is it? I know I like I know a lot of different like like even like a teaching license and stuff. You can get like an emergency one and then get it later on. So maybe they did something like that. I don't know. It's just my, my wife is a uh, an operations manager for that industry and she sits on a couple boards for like trade schools and yeah, she was like, Well, this is nuts. So now she she can just like hire whoever because it's like right out of high school or just, I don't know, just, it's made her job easier hiring people, but they, they, they train anyway at her place. So it's like, they'll, before they touch anyone's hair, they'll, they'll know. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just thought that was, that was interesting. Cool. Ugh, really I wish weird. they would do that for me. I got to do <laughs> 600 hours just to graduate. It's too much. And then after that. I got to do 3,000 to get my license, which is like two years. That's crazy. Could you just, is there even 3,000 hours in a year? Yeah, it's got to be. What am I, a fucking idiot? Well, it's over two years. Right, but. Well, because the the other thing is they prevent you from doing that. Because you can only accrue 35 hours a week towards your license. So they like. They cap it and make it tricky for you. Okay, Chimo, before gotcha. you go, cat. How yep. many hours in a year? Um, five thousand twenty four hundred six hundred minutes or something like that. <laughs> what does rent to, say? Oh, oh, so you trying to quote rent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a smart play. I'll go with um, how many hours? Real quick in my head. Blah blah blah. I'll go with twenty thousand hours. <laughs> Uh, cat was definitely closer. It's eight thousand seven hundred and sixty. Ah, that's less than I would have thought. Since I guessed twenty thousand, but eh. I'd I'd have to be working every single minute of every day for three thousand days. Yeah, <laughs> to do it in a year. <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, no. yeah, I have uh, my life's been uh, hell. So that's fun. I uh, I don't know. it got let up yesterday's but today wasn't um eh, it just sucks shit sucks mm. what can you do mm. trying to get everything moving trying to get everything grooving but i'm happy to be on the show i'm happy to unwind and talk a little comic book uh characters here and uh cat why don't you take it away and tell us who we're talking about this week 
This week we are talking about Mackenzie, aka Mac Coyle from Paper Girls. Okay. I know nothing of the character or I think you've mentioned the book to me before, but I don't know mm-hmm. or remember anything about it. So Paper Girls was created. It's written by Brian K. Vaughn, who is also the writer and creator of Saga, which featured Marco, which I talked about in season one. Yes. Um, and the artist is Cliff Chang. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's what I'm going with for now. It is. Um, okay. There's an I in there, so I wasn't sure if it was like Xiong or... So I'm going with Chang. I've always said Chang. <laughs> All right. If that's two of us, then I feel fine about it. Um, so um, this book... Go on. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this book came out in October of 2015, um, ended July 2019, so not that long ago. It ran for 30 issues. Um, and it's about four paper girls who on the night of, or morning, of November 1st of 1988, get sucked into a wild time-traveling adventure. When you say paper girls, you mean like paper delivery girls? Yes, paper delivery girls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were you imagining girls made out of paper? No, I just thought it was just like a artsy name. Ah, no, it's... So, and that's one of the things is uh, Mac Coyle, my pick, was the first paper girl in her city. Hmm. Um, she inherited the route from her older brother. And since she became the first paper girl, then other girls could take over routes after that. Um, what a weird premise. <laughs> yeah, I... I mean, I guess so. It's just like, imagine you're a person writing stories and you're like, how about, now hear me out, okay? (laughs) Just listen to me, okay? You ever hear of a paper boy? We all have, right? Everyone knows paper boys. It was a great video game. It's a part of the piece (laughs) of Americana. Now, hold on, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to flip it right upside down and like take a minute to sit right there. (laughs) How about paper girls? Cat has hair. Um, <laughs> I do. It's just it's just like a weird starting point. Well, not weird. I mean, any anything's you know good to go. I just that one just strikes me as such a, a very specific thought. Yeah. But please, I go can on. see that. Um. Well, the event that kicks things off is the four of them meet on the morning of November first, nineteen eighty-eight, which they call Hell Night because. It spills over from Halloween. So, like, sometimes bullies and trick-or-treaters and stuff are, are like, teenage trick-or-treaters are still out when they get up to do their paper routes. And so they'll get, like, egged or their paper stolen or things like that. So it's, like, the the crossing of the early morning of the paper delivery person and the hooligans from the night before. Oh, the hooligans. Yes. Um... And they use walkie-talkies to keep in touch on Hell Night so that if one of them is in trouble, they can use a walkie-talkie to get in touch with one of the other paper girls and they can come help them out. Um, I have a question. Yep. (laughs) How old are these girls? They're 12. The comic book makes them look like they're 35. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, there is time travel 
involved in this story. And there are points where they meet future versions of themselves and each other. Oh, okay. So maybe that's what I was seeing. Yeah, that might be what you're seeing. Issue number one, Matt, like the cover? Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at like just art from it in general, and they all gotcha. look fairly. I would I would put them at 35. I mean, <laughs> it's also the 80s. Where 80s, yeah. They got the bigger hair. Everybody looked a little bit older. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to accept that as a reason. <laughs> but it's like they like yeah, they look old and gristled. Oh well, this is definitely an old and gristled picture of it. There's like a one with white hair and like uh, braids. This has to be from like a timeline thing. Okay. All right. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one with white hair and braids is actually a different character. Um, so to give like a summary of the story without giving away too much, um, the titular paper girls, like I mentioned, get involved in a sci-fi time traveling adventure. There's a war going on between um, the old timers and teenagers. So it's just that My Chemical Romance song come to life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> teenagers freak me out. Right. Um, they scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so old, the old timers are a group of older time travelers who do not permit people to travel into their own future and do not allow for alterations of past events. Okay, so they're like uh, timekeepers. Yes, pretty much. Basically. The teenagers are the generation that was born after them. So even if they're in like their 20s or 30s, they still call them teenagers because they're younger than they are. Okay, I like that. Um, <laughs> and they think that if you have the capability to time travel, you should be able to do whatever you want with it. You should be able to go into your future. You should be able to change shitty things from the past. Like, if you're given this gift, you should be able to use it however you want. Right. So that's the war between them. And then the paper girls get sucked into the middle of this war. And they're younger than everybody. They're younger than everybody, yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, because they meet two teenagers on November 1st, 1988, and help them out. And that they inadvertently get pulled into the story hmm. or the the war. Um, and they end up being important figures in the war between the teenagers and the old timers. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Um, so I picked this book in particular because Amazon Prime is premiering paper girl show at the end of this month I, yeah i saw that uh, in my research as of right now keep going yep july 28th <laughs> so um i mean with any adaptation i'm sure there are going to be changes um and the original book is just so fun the story is really intricate um but in like a cool way like it's kind of a mystery and a puzzle and you gotta follow along um and the art is beautiful brian k vaughn again comes up with Great characters, a great storyline. So it's only 30 issues or six volumes, so it's a pretty quick read. Mm. Um, yeah, I see you can buy the whole complete story for about $40. Yeah, yeah not bad. I think I read um, the whole thing in like two, maybe two and a half days. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty quick. quick. Yeah. Um, and I picked Max specifically because 
I'm I'm a tomboy and I'm always drawn to a tomboy character. Um, I just relate to them really well. And she's cool. <laughs> she's like, she's the first paper girl. Um, she's She comes from a blue collar kind of Irish Catholic family. She, yeah, drywall is. Yeah. <laughs> they're from, they. this takes place in Ohio. Um, oh. Her older brother is like her hero. So she just like takes after him basically she's got a cool bomber jacket she smokes she swears um she reminds yeah she reminds me a lot of um john connor and t2 like that's the Mm. vibe she gives off to me they definitely took a lot from like from terminator and a bunch of other time travel stuff for this yeah and you Mm -hmm. can definitely see the inspiration with her yeah she's just she's fucking sick um, <laughs> and she, I think has, I mean, they all have a certain amount of growth during the story, but her story in particular really stuck with me. Um, she goes through a lot of personal changes and one of her arcs is that she is like being an Irish Catholic kind of blue collar person. She's, and from the eighties, she's a little homophobic, um, but it's more because it's a repression of her own sexuality, um, which I think is pretty common for that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she learned something about her future. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that reads it, but um, there's they all meet future versions of themselves except for her, and there's a specific reason why that happens. Oh, interesting. And <laughs> now she- I'm hooked. <laughs> And so she, over the course of the story, really has to come to grips with that and figure out what that means for her Mm. um, and how she's going to deal with having that knowledge. Um, So um, she's a little bit more mature than the rest of the girls, I think, because she kind of has to take care of herself a lot. And she just grew up faster than the other girls. Um, And I think that comes into play with her future story and how she deals with that um, and how she kind of comes to grips with being queer and what that means and how it changes dynamics of her friendships and her family and her understanding of herself. Um, so it's just, a, uh, what I like about paper girls in general is that it's, it's a sci-fi concept but there's still that same teenager coming of age story in there mm-hmm. where they're all trying to figure out who they are, what they mean to the world, what they bring to the universe. Um, Do So obviously you find out the reason behind not meeting her future self, but, yep. um, but everyone else kind of pans out? Yep. Yeah, they all get to meet their future selves. Um, at different points too, which at I think different is points cool. too, yeah. Like one of them meets themselves in their twenties, one of them meets themselves in their forties, one of them meets themselves, I think, in their like late thirties. One of them has a clone of themselves, so they're meeting like different generations of themselves at the same age, but just from like different timelines. Um, so it's really wild. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it. it yeah, really, it, it sounds it, especially because you've already highlighted that it's a, like a like a short story. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and it has all this stuff in it, and yep. uh, good luck. Yeah. Yep. But we only ever meet one Mac. 
And there's a reason for that. Um, question about the other media, not trying yep. to jump ahead, but with it being a short story, do you think that it'll be a one season run to, to complete it? Or do you think it'll take on like a Game of Thrones if it's successful and the show will continue on past the book? I don't see a way that the show could continue past the book. Um, I mean, maybe it could, but I I see maybe getting two seasons out of the story, depending yeah, on I'd, how many episodes they do. I'd agree with that. I, I can see almost like a three season like run yeah. from this. Huh. Yeah. Especially if they... I mean, kind of like you said earlier, like, yeah, they're probably obviously going to change a few things, but mm-hmm. even if they stick to the actual story and you got to figure it's Amazon, so you're looking at probably eight episodes or so mm-hmm. a season. Yeah. You probably get about roughly three seasons in there. Yeah. Because there's a very distinct beginning, middle, and end to the arcs. Um, and I think the way they did it in, those, in the 10 issue chunks, like works out really well whereas with the boys it ran for years there's like 10 volumes like there's a ton of content for them to work with and they've changed the story in such a direction that they the world is really open for them so i think depending on what they've worked out with brian um maybe they might get more out of it or if it's just source material Probably two or three seasons. Uh, Saga became a show, right? No. It didn't. I thought it mm. did. Or nope. it was going to. I think there's maybe talk about it I, if this does well, but uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples have also said that like they tried to make this pretty unadaptable on purpose. Mm. Um, saga, not Paper Girls. Right. Yeah, Saga. So... Because uh, a lot of the art in Saga is wild. Um, it's basically a porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they've been able to take the ultraviolence and sexuality from the boys and translate that okay. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. But I think just some of the the creatures um, maybe wouldn't translate well, but. It would Who be knows? a very expensive show to make. Yeah, it absolutely would. I think it would have to be a cartoon, probably. Well, I mean, to your point of just, again, we've referenced it 10 times, but I mean, the <laughs> boys' production value is out of this world. Yeah. True. And uh, I would have never thought a running TV show would get such high production value on everything. Every, yeah. Even like mm-hmm. bullshit joke side characters are like, I bet that was pretty expensive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Like shrink people down. Right. Well, even like this past season of Stranger Things, I think it was like 30 million an episode or something like that. It's a lot of money. Yeah. 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 And, you, and you can see it a lot too. I mean, I think, I mean, they always say that we're in like the golden age of TV. Yeah. So that's where a lot of money is going, especially where, you know, COVID shut down the theaters and everything like that. Like people are putting money into these, uh, into these shows. Yeah, I'm sure the budget for Paper Girls is super high because it's a sci-fi story, so there's going to be a lot of special effects and CGI and probably a lot of prosthetics that they're going to need for some characters, so I would assume the budget's pretty high. Hopefully, but if it's Amazon, they're not going to do something and be like, eh, don't spend (laughs) this money. Yeah, true. Yeah, they have the money to spend. 
Right. Yeah. Do it right. And it's an image comic, and I feel like image has some money to spend too. So it's true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, we've kind of touched upon other media already. What's uh, what's next on the docket for? Uh... Um. Well, I would say, I mean, Max, because she only lives in this universe. Her main allies or team ups are the other paper girls. There's KJ, um, Tiffany, and Erin. Um, who are the other paper girls? I would say the teenagers probably are another ally for her. Um, there are specific teenagers that they meet up with that they help out. Um, there's Heck, Naldo, and Jude, who Heck and Naldo are the ones that they meet up with on November 1st and kind of get them pulled into this war. Um, and then Jude is another one that helps them out later on. So those are their main allies. Um, adversaries, semi-adversaries, there's kind of, everyone's kind of all over the place depending on where the story is. Um, but I would say the grandfather, who's the head of the old timers, is probably the main adversary in the story. Um, but things kind of fluctuate depending. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in this universe, that's kind of where she lives. Um, yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's yeah. such a, it's such a like a uh, concise story. It's really, uh, yeah. it's not like it has this like l- large birth of like, well, then they, uh, this character was written by this person and teamed up with this team for 24 right. issues. And then yeah. after that, that ended and then he disappeared for two years and then came back, you know, so, yeah, with the <laughs> indies, they always kind of live in their own right. canons and their own bubbles. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Um, speaking of canon, that just reminded me of something I wanted to bring up. There's a uh, there's this this guy I, I listen to once in a while, uh, Eric Eric July. He's like this libertarian uh, dude, but he's also like a really big comic book guy. And he started his own he started his own company. Uh, he's kind of just been like shitting all over DC and Marvel and all that stuff with. Uh, their books as of late, which I don't know because I'm three years behind, so maybe I'll eventually <laughs> understand what he's talking about. But um, he started his own comic book company. It's called the uh, the Rip of the the Ripaverse, and uh, it's like his the Whipaverse, the Whipaverse. <laughs> uh, but he so he had like a crowdfunding goal to get it created and published, and it was like a goal of like a hundred thousand. To get it going, and it's like almost over a million at this point. It's been up for like two, two days. But man, what I think is cool is the whole concept of it's a brand new comic book company. It does have funding. It's from a person who is a huge, uh, like a lifelong comic book person. And I think it's just interesting to get on the ground floor of what I'm assuming is like the lofty goal of creating a, a universe like marvel like dc um so you go you can google it uh ripiverse or whatever if you're interested in seeing what it is there's like one one like issue one's coming out soon of like isom isom i don't know what that means but he gives like a, a synopsis of it but i don't know i just the idea of something like that because I, I don't know what the last one of those was to happen what do you mean like y- Comic universes or like comic no, I, I mean like a company universe. 
like beyond <laughs> like I, yeah like i've seen like like saga was its own universe and i was pretty fairly big but you know how many the saga I mean, have side books with other characters that have their own storylines and stuff probably that's not true. right I that's mean, what image I mean. spawn was probably the biggest one outside of like marvel dc but that's just because todd mcfarland is doing it right but but even yeah. this, but spawn itself was there like a clown book was there yeah so especially even now i think there's a bunch of different spawn oh, okay. spinoffs and stuff right so so with that being said i wasn't as active in comic books as i am now when spawn debuted right so it's just if 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 you miss those those trains right like if you uh if you were always wondering what it was like to kind of get in on the ground floor and watch something kind of grow that way, if you like it, uh, this is, this might be a good opportunity for you. Yeah, right at the beginning. That is, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should reach out to him. Let's just see if he'll do the show. He can do his, an episode on his first character. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, where are, so what are we on? Uh, like, um, fantasy bookings? Fantasy booking. Um, so going back to what you said at the top of the episode, Matt, about, um, like paper, you like you heard of paper boys, <laughs> well, it's paper girls. Um, I think that's a fun part of the story too, is because, uh, it's one of those coming of age hero journey kind of stories that typically happen to male protagonists, but this is all females and they're taking on something that's not specifically, related to their gender like the war um that they're caught up in just because they're girls doesn't mean that they can't help and that they don't have an effect um so i think that is important especially for girls that are getting into comics that aren't necessarily you know uh, attracted to the normal superhero stuff or want to see themselves more in what they're reading. So um, I I've like that. Book, I've given this book as a gift to multiple friends that, I mean, they don't really read comics, but they enjoy good stories. I'm like, read this. I always give them like volume one. I'm like, there's only a few more. It's a clear, concise story in 30 issues or six volumes. Uh, and I've never heard anything bad about it, which is awesome. Yeah. And they're, again, even though they're girls, they're not like specifically girly. So any, anybody of any gender can relate to these mm -hmm. characters and get interested in the story. Um, but I think for fantasy bookings, I, I can't decide if I want to team her up with like, another badass tomboy character or if i would want someone that would kind of like level her out um but <laughs> i i feel like she would maybe be fun with harley quinn in the same way that like cassie kane is um or maybe with uh gamora or nebula because like she can already hold her own in terms of a fight, but they could like really train her um, to like, I don't know, kick serious ass outside of just being <laughs> a little kid or Valkyrie. They can have some drinks, smoke some cigars together, have Isn't a good time. Still, isn't she still a child? 
Yeah, but she smokes and she like steals oh. beers from her dad and stuff. Okay. She's cool, Matt. Oh, I, listen, I don't smoke or drink. I don't know what cool is. Um, uh, but to, to jump off of that, now that you're like, yeah. so just kind of going off of what you're saying, another person yeah. that might be good with her would be a, a hit girl from the Kickass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that good would be song. a great one. I was also thinking maybe Carrie Kelly. Um, they could get into mischief together. The um the person I was thinking of before you triggered me into thinking about Hit Girl was um uh, another one of my absolute fam- uh favorite uh lady characters is uh Domino. Oh yeah, Ooh, that'd be a good one. I that'd be Domino. a good one. Because she has uh, the book I was reading most recently. So again, three years uh, minimum of how far back to go. But she <laughs> had like a she had like a ragtag team of uh some badass ladies and um. Might be able to fit right in on that that squad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chima, what about you? Uh, I always imagine her with like uh, Rogue from the X Men. Hmm. Oh, I can see that. Uh, both like kind of similar attitudes, like not going to take any kind of shit from anyone, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like it'd be like a fun team up to see. Yeah, I like that. I can see them together. Oh. Hell yeah. I don't know anything what this character looks like, so if I had to like give like a, a like a costume change idea, so she's mm-hmm. like I'd put her in. Uh, so she's like a tomboy. I would go the complete opposite direction and just make her super traditionally a twelve-year-old. <laughs> just just to see just the just the juxtaposition, not change her attitude or what she does, but just her aesthetic. Okay, so you're thinking like. I don't know, overalls and like... No, that's still too tomboy. Too tomboy, okay. Cat, when I said traditional girl, you said overalls. <laughs> well, I was like, what was I wearing at 12? <laughs> no, you mean, were a tomboy. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, like uh, like a dress, right? Like a, yep. like a flowery dress with like her hair done up in like little pigtails and just like your stereotypical like boo from Monsters, Inc., Oh, cute. Who might be wearing overalls, to be honest. (laughs) I think about it. No. I think she's got like a little nightgown. Yeah. Yeah. Very cute. Yeah. Mac dresses. She's got like short red hair. Um, She's got like ripped tights, docks, shorts over the tights, t-shirt, bomber jacket. She might even do it in the without somewhere throughout the story i honestly don't remember but like i feel like she needs a beret oh uh, like, <laughs> like a, a French, like uh, cammy from street fighter yeah exactly yeah <laughs> there you go um yeah. i think i would maybe and i'm thinking like uh max from stranger things just like a, a baggy flannel mm-hmm. maybe some ripped jeans I was about to say something, but I have to Google something first. Okay. Um, and I think if I were to give her a catchphrase, it would be, get ready for the Mac attack. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about catchphrase. Oh. Uh, to me, her catchphrase before she did anything cool, she'd go, you ever hear a paper boy? Well, hold on. Listen. Wait one sec. <laughs> hear me out. Okay, wait, 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 wait. How about now... The open, keep an open mind. Paper girls, and then she stabs somebody. 
completely throws them off so they're all confused. Next thing you know, there's a knife in them. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it works out. I like that. She puts a cigarette out on their forehead. <laughs> oh, so brutal. That's what I would do. <laughs> Jesus. No old even, cat. Yeah, you've never played D&D with me. I have. <laughs> I was talking to Matt. No, I have not. No, I, I, I've told you my, my, my only D&D um, experience is all my character wanted to do was steal hats from people. So we'd meet someone and be like, question, is this person wearing a hat? And they'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to roll to steal it. And I rarely, eventually I had, I was wearing six hats. Oh, man. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I've like carved out people's eyes and spit in their faces afterwards. No, I one time, <laughs> I one time picked up a horse turd and kept it in my pocket for like three different <laughs> campaigns. And then I was just like, all right, I don't like where this is going. I reach into my pocket. I pull out the horse turd from like three weeks ago and I, I smash it into this guy's face. That's wicked very, funny. Very different D and D players. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just a quick plug again for, um, Logan's podcast, Lost Legends uh, Tales of Thern. Yep. I am on the Sparrows episode. I'm one of the Sparrows. So oh, check that episode. That's right. Out. That's right. It's fun. Think, yeah. Yeah. We got to get on. Yeah. I, I think his his dungeon master was going to uh, do a, a crossover episode with us. Sick. Cool. Uh, anyway, going back to what I was going to say earlier, um, Max from Stranger Things, I saw like a photo shoot with her. She's fucking hot. She is very pretty. Yeah. So I was looking up how old she was before I made the statement. She's 20. Okay. okay. I th- yeah. I think they're all right around 20, 21 ish. Yeah. But like, I just remember her. She's, I mean, she kind of like, uh, she plays like that dressed down kind of look. She's yeah. really pretty. Yeah. She's really mm-hmm. pretty. And for those of you listening that haven't read Paper Girls, if you enjoy Stranger Things, you'll love Paper Girls. That's kind of what I felt. Stranger yeah. Things has a very Paper Girls vibe because it actually came out before Stranger Things did. Yeah. yeah. It takes place in the 80s. Everybody loves the 80s. So the Kids riding bikes. You know, yep. something. Classic yeah, all, 80s. They all ride bikes. Yep. That's what they do. Uh, all right. Yeah. Any uh, Anything else before we uh, mosey on out? No. Read the book or don't, you know. <laughs> I advocate for it if you want to just watch the show. That's cool too. Um if there are any Paper Girl fans in the community, let me know um what you think of the book. Hell yeah. Uh Chinmo, any last thoughts or suggestions or words? No, I'm right there with Cat. It's a great book. Give it a read. Especially if you like time travel and like cool little fun puzzles like seeing how shit fits together. It's a fun time. All right, and as uh, go, definitely uh, go to facebook.com slash network. become a fun butt. I can also participate in the poll for our, our, our butt pick, which we'll announce next week, and then we'll do the fall the week after. So if you want to get a uh, character in there for us to do a deep dive on, go to facebook.com slash network. The poll is still up. Just search for Encyclocomica in there. And uh, yeah, that's it. Um, I guess it's time to just let you know that. Uh, now, hear me out. Now, well, no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait one second, okay? I, this is. I know this is far fetched. I know it's really over the top, okay? And you're gonna think I'm nuts, but I honestly think this is a good idea. Eat chip pie. 